This week, we continue with our Restore and Elevate series. And we've talked about what happens when we're at our lowest and how we take time to dig deep and allow God to work on us. And this week, we talk about building our strength. And to get at this, I want to start with the wise teaching of one of our church's leaders, our own Darrell Hunt. And Darrell has much wisdom to drop, and you really should follow him, really. Lots of people do. But for today, I wanted to highlight one of his most legendary teachings, the lessons of the kitten heel. Now, Darrell has employed his considerable influence to try to help those of us who, like him, wear heels to do better than a kitten heel. It's important to him for all kinds of reasons. And before I continue, that when I first came across Darrell's kitten heel ministry, I personally owned a couple of pairs of my own kitten heels. There's just no shame here, just help. But, and we're doing this lightly to get at a very important concept, but for all of us and for the culture, I asked Darrell if he might share a bit about why he wants us all who wear heels, to step away from the kitten hill life, and here's what he had to say. First, from a place of physics, it's just not a good start to one's day. The slightest disruption can ruin an ankle. Second, a kitten heel will stress out the rest of that foot, and he's right. We rely on our feet and our footwear to take us to places, but in order to get there, we need a strong base. We need proper support. We need to make choices that don't cause stress that we know we could avoid. To sum up why this is a ministry to Darrell, we need to understand his main point on unstable kitten heels. Why would you do this to yourself? Or as I would paraphrase him, why wouldn't you give yourself a surer foundation? And I love this illustration for many reasons, in part because it's playful for a very important concept. And I just want to say, you don't have to wear heels to get my point. In fact, it might even help if you've never even tried, because you can imagine teetering on these thin slabs of material, how destabilizing that could be if the physics aren't right. And my contention is, a lot of us do quite a bit of spiritual teetering because we give ourselves way too unstable a spiritual base to stand on. What do I mean? I mean that a lot of us are walking around with some kitten heel faith, wobbling on a base that just isn't strong enough. And when we do this, when we make God into a kitten hill, too small, too narrow, too limited, too much a figment of our own imaginations instead of the actual God, maker of the universe and all that dwelleth within, a narrow God, God, looks around and hates what he has done. But our God, our mighty God, looks everywhere and sees God's majesty, the wonders of God's work, and is so satisfied with what God has made, including you, that God rested on the seventh day because you and I were so fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, a narrow God who that God doesn't exist, that narrow God hates elements of creation. Our God loves what God has done. Narrow God is petty and vengeful, shaming us here, there, and everywhere, but our God is a corrector who shows us where we have erred, but also shows us the way everlasting. Narrow God wants you living in shame. Our God wants you living in glory. Do you see the difference? When you place your hope on limited things, your life will be narrow and limited. But that's not enough for our God, 
who wants your hope to have more strength and girth to it, no kitten heals faith. So how do we build up that hope and that strength? We start with a strong core, a solid base. That stops the teetering. And then all we have to do is let God be God, which means that we take the time to study who God is, what God has done, what God is doing. That's prayer. That's Bible study. Did you know that we have amazing Bible study at the church at 10 a.m. and online? You are most welcome to join us because that group builds their solid base by learning about God's marvelous deeds, and you can join them. At any rate, you've been told some things about God, but it's always time to query what you've been told. Does the image of God have you draw closer in on God's love, or does it push you away from God's love? That's how you know whether or not you're on the right track. And then from that core, that base, where you're willing to know more and more about the real and living God, there you and God build your strength. That is the proper order. But here's the risk. It's possible to build strength without God. Oh, many, many people do this. And you know them, all bulked up on themselves, no room to build up anybody else, so insecure about their strength that they take it out on others. Bam. And they're stuck. They don't stand on kitten heels. They stand in concrete, chained to where they are and going nowhere fast. That is not a sure foundation, but you, beloved, you can always do better than that. The psalmist says, I thank you that you have answered me and become my salvation. Because you see, when you turn to the Lord and ask, build me up, God, build me up, give me strength, and be my strength, be my very help in times of trial, Selah, when you turn and ask, then God gives you that strength, and you get your cornerstone, not somebody else's cornerstone, but your own. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. See, you can't have somebody else's cornerstone. You need what God has appointed for you and your strength. This relationship is between you and your God. And that right there, that's where you build. That's where your hope starts. It's like the old hymn goes. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is kitten heels. Stand sure with the power and the love of God, and oh, give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good, for God's steadfast love endureth forever. Selah. 
Thank you so much for joining us for this element of worship. We are so grateful that you have entrusted the park with this moment to hear music, to listen to the word of God, whatever it may be. And we just ask for your support. The park only functions with the generous donations of people like you. And 100% of your donation goes to the incredible ministries of this church, which give and give and give again. Thank you for the ways that you give in advance and for all that you might be ready to give in the future. God bless you and amen.